Corona Watch, bringing you the latest news and updates on the COVID-19 pandemic. With the positivity rate having been recorded at under 30% for two consecutive health updates, the Ministry of Health and Social Services says they are encouraged by the large number of people presenting themselves to get vaccinated and are satisfied that the public health measures that have been put in place are bearing fruit. The ministry's deputy executive director, Petronella Masabane, meanwhile told us that government expects more doses of AstraZeneca during the course of next week, while they also expect more deliveries of other vaccines in the coming weeks, including the likes of Johnson & Johnson and even Russia's Sputnik vaccine. Sticking with vaccines, the European Union said on Thursday it will donate more than 200 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines to middle- and low-income countries before the end of the year, doubling the initial amount that the 27-nation bloc had planned to deliver. The EU said it is also providing assistance to African countries to help them manufacture vaccines and medicines in order to reduce the continent's dependence on imports, something recently demanded by AU coronavirus envoy Strive Masiiwa. Speaking a day after Pfizer and BioNTech announced a full-and-finished deal with South Africa's BioVac Institute, Masiiwe said that the global pharmaceutical firms should license production of COVID-19 vaccines in Africa rather than just do piecemeal contract deals, insisting that we want to make it clear to all suppliers, if you want a long-term future with us now, you produce from Africa. His sentiments were echoed by Lara Dovifat, manager at Doctors Without Borders' Access Campaign, which is seeking equitable vaccine access, who said that for regions left behind in the vaccine race to be self-sufficient, they need access to all of the components of vaccine production. In news of the disease itself, doctors and scientists trying to unlock the mystery of the post-COVID syndrome, also known as long COVID, where the effects of COVID-19 persist for weeks or months beyond the initial illness, have found that individuals who had more than five symptoms during the first week of their infection were at increased risk of developing the condition, irrespective of age or gender. Researchers at the University of Birmingham in the UK said that while having only mild COVID infection during the acute phase did not preclude the development of long COVID, being hospitalized at symptom onset or needing oxygen had associations with an increased risk of long COVID. They also reported that the 10 most prevalent reported symptoms by long haulers were fatigue, shortness of breath, muscle pain, joint pain, headache, cough, chest pain, altered smell, altered taste, and diarrhea, while other common symptoms included cognitive impairment, memory memory loss, anxiety, and sleep disorders. And finally, in sad news that can be seen echoed locally, a study published in The Lancet shows that during the first 14 months of the pandemic, an estimated 1.5 million children worldwide experienced the death of a parent, custodial grandparent, or other relative who cared for them as a result of COVID-19. For every two COVID-19 deaths worldwide, one child is left behind to face the death of a parent or caregiver, said Dr. Susan Hillis from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention COVID-19 Response Team, who led the study, adding that the number of COVID-19 orphans will increase as the pandemic progresses. Corona Watch, compiled and presented by Future Media News.